Welcome, everyone. I'm so excited to tell you about this podcast. It's called The DK Project, but it's really The Darren Show. The DK Project is a radio show, but without the radio. So sit back, buckle up, and enjoy the ride. Let's go! Welcome back to The DK Project. Hey, new show for you today, guys. Uh, We sat down with, uh, or we Skyped in, with Artie Hoffman, Psychic to the stars, the uh, the man himself. It was pretty interesting. I was a little skeptical at first because he's a, a psychic medium, a healer, a motivational speaker, an intuitive life coach. I mean, this guy does it all. He's got quite the bag of tricks, but what a great interview. He was a lot of fun to have on. He um, he's also got a book out. His book is called Angels and Answers. If you go to his website, Artie Hoffman, A-R-T-I-E-H-O-F-F-M-A-N.com. You could download his book there and check it out. It uh, it will be a real awakening for you. All in all, great podcast. He's got all kinds of stuff he can help you out with. He does uh, readings over the phone, via Skype, via the phone, however you want to do it. His phone numbers, all of his contact information are on there. And uh, he does give them out towards the end of the episode also. So you're going to want to check it out. Those of you who are out there still smoking, give Artie a call. He can help you with that problem. I, uh, I dive into that a little bit with them, and it was pretty interesting. So without further ado, everybody, this week's episode of the DK Project with Mr. Artie Hoffman. Enjoy. Is it annoying? I'll put them in the other room. No, they're fine. We'll, uh, we'll work around it. Want to welcome everybody back to the podcast. We've got Artie Hoffman with us, Psychic to the Stars. Is that a safe, uh, is that a safe way to put it? Yeah, you could say that. I'm a psychic to everyone, but I've read for some famous people too. So. Are you, uh, are, are you're, you're, uh, it, right on your website, it says you're the, uh, you're the man. Well, you've got a lot of, uh, a lot of, uh, radio and, and, and TV and whatnot appearances. How long have you been doing this? Yeah, 31 years. Oh my gosh. Yeah, 31 so, years. I've been doing it for a while. I can't. So you're doing, that. go ahead. Now, I can't believe how much my birds are chirping in the background. They never chirp that much. <laughs> they, they want to be on the show. That's the whole idea. I think they're jealous. <laughs> That's awesome. They, uh, they'll they be fine. I, um, I don't know that we've had a uh, background of parakeets in the past. This could be a first for the DK project. And I'm okay, okay with that. So now, tell me now. What... I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to move them over. Because okay. um, it's just a little distracting to me, if that's okay. Yeah, let's see. Can you flip them on? Let's see what they look like. There, my little pecker heads are right here. Oh, wow. Boy, that is not a lot of room in that cage. That, lo- that looks like a New York City apartment version of a cage, huh? I know, I know. But <laughs> I'm going to, I was looking at, you know, I had to get them bird food today. So um, I, uh, I was looking what at is the that? Is that like cage. sunflower seeds? Yeah. Uh, yeah. It's like, I don't know, parakeet food. It is what it is. But um, like I said, they're happy go lucky. You know, I have them right by my kitchen window. And so I threw, I threw, I have a patio right outside my kitchen window. It's a roof patio. And so I just throw food out there for the other birds. And, um, and, uh, and the birds come, birds come and then the birds get all freaked out and they like love it. Seeing all the outdoor birds come <laughs> right in front of them and, so I purposely throw food out there so their friends come by. Oh man, so, you, got, but, you got you got you've been on lockdown too long. <laughs> you got to so get out, actually, man. You know, I got news for you. I'm hardly in my place at all. So. Oh really? You're out and about? You're not? I'm are you are you working? 
all the time I'm out and about. Yeah. Really? So give us a day-to-day operation then. Is this, this your prime, this is what you do, right? So are you out doing readings? uh, Yeah. No, it's like, well, I do, I do readings. I do readings by, um, by phone. Uh, Just about right now, 95% of my reads are by phone. So, and um, okay, so how does that? Okay, I'm completely blind on this deal. Uh, uh, let's start from no, the beginning. but when I go out and about, I go out and about socially and stuff like that. I'll go oh. to the beach, I go for rides, I go to the store. I, I just, you know, I just are do, you in Jersey? Yeah, I'm in Jersey. So, but okay, um, so you're not on, you're not on serious uh, Manhattan lockdown there? No, I'm not. I'm not. No, interesting. Yeah. Now, I mean, I personally, I'm not, I mean, put it this way. I, I'm not the type of person that um, I kind of resent the fact that um, I have to wear a mask when I go into the stores or what. It's like when I'm out and about, I, I don't wear a mask. See, my thing is the reason why I act the way I do, I, you know, I strongly believe if you're elderly, wear the mask. If you're sickly, wear the mask. All right. If you got some underlying health issues or for whatever reason. You wear the mask when you're, if your body or your circumstances are vulnerable, wear the mask. I don't feel like everybody should be wearing the mask, um, you know, when you're basically normal, healthy, whatever. I take a lot of vitamins. I literally take about 40 to 50 vitamins a day. And that's Whoa. not an I take a bunch in the morning and I take a bunch <laughs> at night. And I really? keep my immune system up. So I'm pretty healthy. And, um, you know, so it's all good. It's all good. You know, I mean, uh, if people want to wear the mask, knock yourself out. If people want to do social distancing, knock yourself out. But, you know, I strongly believe that, um, you know, when you separate yourself too much from society and from normal circumstances, your body's not going to be able to build up the antibodies to naturally fight off natural stuff. So if you're yeah. constantly keeping yourself under sterile conditions, then your body's not going to have the um, the immune system to fight off natural things or or anything. So I would you know, agree with people, that. People who are that you know overly um, overly cautious, then I suggest you get a timeshare in a hospital room. But you know, it's like <laughs> yeah. Well, it's it's loosened up a little. I'm in Minnesota. It's loosened up a little bit here to where uh, you know, there's people going back to work next week. The, uh, some restaurants and, uh, stylists and beauty salons and stuff are opening up. Uh, but they've got all these limits and all these rules and it's, it's kind of getting to the point now where we got to make a decision. We can't keep these people locked up for so long. They're going to start rioting and we're going to have a whole new set of problems. Oh no, It's already starting with the riots and the protests and stuff here in New Jersey just started more and more. Uh, really? We're not rioting, but the protests and stuff like that. It's an overkill, and I 100% believe. I mean, granted, yes, the the um, the virus is for real, but I 100% believe that this is more political than it is Ooh, anything else. I like that. So what? So do you, uh, it's, more, it's more political reasons than it is for the virus itself. I, I there was no doubt in my mind, and uh, it's I'm crazy how that. <laughs> I yeah, love it. Power, it's all about power and control. And don't get me wrong. I, I feel for the people who work in the nursing homes or work in the hospitals. Yes, there are people dying from this virus, and but they're dying from cancer and they're dying from uh, heart disease and they're dying from a whole bunch of other stuff. But, um, you know, I, I don't want to get deep, deep into it. I don't want to get too political. It's not my thing. But, right. um, but like I said, um, I just do my life. You know, I play music 
my the music that keeps me in an upbeat mood every day. Um, I watch comedies every day. I do not watch the news. Um, I, I, I got to figure forty to fifty vitamins every day. You got to be running marathons, man. That's like, yeah, holy snot. Yeah, that's crazy. <laughs> Well, I want to talk a little bit about your, your craft here. Uh, I want to, I, so let's start at the beginning. How, how does, how does one decide, Hey, uh, are you hearing voices? Are you seeing things? How does one become a, uh, master level psychic medium and spiritual advisor? Well, what, ha- well, you know, there's many different ways to go about it. Well, there are people who are just naturally born into it. I mean, literally you're born with the gift. Uh, what is the gift? Made. Uh, so are you having, hearing voices? Are you seeing things? What do you got? Yeah. So whether you're seeing uh, dead people walking around or you are um, um, getting visions about the future or visions about what's going on with people's lives, it's like an automatic thing. It's like it, it's like you just breathing. Uh, people really? are born with that kind of ability. Yeah. That's not oh. me. Then there what are is people, yours? Then there are people... Then there are people who have clinically died in an accident and have come back. And when they came back, they were born with the gift. They were, you know, uh, they not born, but they were uh, all of a sudden that they had the gift after. Uh, so did they save them? You mean like on the on the operating table or something? They saved them or they actually died and came back? Uh, both. Oh, no, no, wow. no. When I say died, I'm saying clinically died. Like suppose they had a heart attack. Suppose they were in a car accident. Suppose. Yeah. Um, they were choking and, you know, and they were just clinically just gone for a little bit. You know, it could be for any reason, you know, okay. and then, uh, but I've met a few people who have uh, literally touched death and then came back and, really? um, and then all of a sudden they had the gift to be able to see things or see spirits and stuff. Oh that wasn't gosh. me either. So I kind of learned how to do what I do. Um, I, I, uh, you know, I was very frustrated when I was 27 years old. I was very frustrated in my life. And um, I had everything going right for me in my life. You know, I had a nice job, you know, nice family, um, material-wise, fine, financial, fine. Everything was fine. But yet something, I wasn't satisfied inside. So I was very frustrated. So I'm having a conversation with God. And, um, and I said, God, I said, I need answers. I need clear answers. And please don't scare the hell out of me. So I walk upstairs and I'm in my kitchen because I was in my, uh, my, my uh, office was in the basement. I had a finished basement. So I go upstairs and I'm in the kitchen and I'm shifting through the junk mail. And usually I throw my junk mail out, but this time I was looking through it. And um, I saw a postcard and it said, how would you like to develop your psychic ability and intuitiveness? Come to the Edgar Casey Foundation for this one weekend seminar. And I said, oh, damn, I didn't know you could learn how to do this. I thought you didn't <laughs> So I asked my wife, who was my wife at the time, I said, oh, this looks interesting. I said, you want to go to this with me? She says, no, nah, I don't give a crap about that. You can go if you want. I'm not interested. So I went away for that one weekend seminar. And that one weekend literally changed my life forever. Wow. Um, and they talked to so there was 50 of us in one room, one large room at the Edgar Casey Foundation called the ARE. And again, it's in Virginia Beach. And so I'm in the room with a bunch of people and, you know, the speaker's speaking and he's talking about life, talking about spirituality, playing beautiful, serene music to get us in that mode. And then he says, all right, we're going to break you up into groups and whoever you're with, don't judge anything that you think or say or feel. Just say it. Whatever's on your thoughts about the other person, just say it. 
just because you don't understand it, the other person might. Well, most people were telling me I was pretty accurate on what I had to say to them. And I was blown out of the water that this even existed, that I was able to do this. I mean, it just blew me. I never met these people before. And here I am for the very first time telling them about how they feel or what's going on and stuff. And while people were going, wow, wow, wow. I was going like, wow, wow, wow. You know? So just out of the blue, you're, 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 you're finding a way to sense what they're feeling. Is that what I'm gathering here? Yeah. Wow. First day, first, no training or nothing. That's just walk in and. No, that is, that, that was my training right there on the spot. And so they said, don't judge, don't fear your thoughts. Don't judge anything. And that's what a psychic is. A psychic is someone who doesn't second guess their first instincts, their first thoughts. Just say it. Don't worry about being right or wrong. Just say it. So I was telling people, you know, what my first thoughts were, what I, you know, you know, you could have said, you know, Mickey Mouse and Minnie Mouse were doing it on the, on top of your roof last month. And you don't know, you don't know why you were seeing that, you know? Oh, okay. um, So it's just kind of free flowing, whatever comes to mind. And that's. Exactly. Really? Exactly. So I got to tell you an interesting story. So I'm like a life coach as okay. well. So I'm a, I'm a medical intuitive. Um, I give people legal advice. I give people business advice. I give people advice with dealing with family situations, with love life. I'm very good at predicting future love. Um, so this one girl, so I was about to do a show in Atlantic City. And um, this one girl goes to me before the show started. She goes, so what kind of a psychic are you? I said, you know, I, I communicate to people's loved ones who passed away. And, and I tell people like some major things, what's going on in their life. I, I said, I'm not like the type of psychic who could just look at you and say, oh, I see you have uh, three sisters. You live in a red house and you're going to Florida. I said, that's not me. And she goes, but I am. And I do. I go, what are you talking about? She goes, I live in a red house. I have three sisters. And next week I'm going to Florida for vacation. Wow. And so I said, oh, I guess I can do. So I'm saying, I guess I can do that. I didn't even realize it. Wow. So I say so I say a lot of things inadvertently, not even realizing what I'm saying. So, but right now, I like, you know, my visions over the years, because I've read for over 31,000 people in my career. So um my visions have been getting stronger and stronger and better. And um, you know, I've met some really, really wonderful, interesting people through this trip. And uh I've got through a lot of relationships. Uh when when I'm doing the gift that I do, I go through a lot of relationships. Being, well, for two reasons. Number one, um, I, I grow spiritually. I'm, I'm growing spiritually very fast. So in other words, um, I see things differently than my partners. I, I see things in the future. I know what I'm feeling. I'm not just in the moment. Most people are just in the moment and that's it. Whereas I, I grow a lot and like a lot, a lot more of my time is taken. So more and more people want my time, you know? And, um, so my partners were having a hard time with that because while my endeavors were growing, um, 95% of well, my clients, they can't see what you're seeing at all. Right. Yeah. So 95% of my clients are women. So I needed somebody who, who could trust me and, uh, somebody who was just comfortable within themselves. So, um, like I said, so. I don't live life normally, according to most people. <laughs> I would people. imagine that. Sorry, and, I'm trying to um, mute this thing. My uh, my text thing keeps beeping. Something wrong there. So, how do you handle that? How do you how do you juggle that? I mean, you obviously have something different going on than what 99 percent of 
the rest of the world, although many people probably have it and don't know they have it? Or do you know when you know, like, holy shit, I, I'm seeing stuff? Or, or is it something where you, like you, you had to go to a seminar to see it? It didn't just happen to you that yeah, well, weekend. Somebody just, you know what? Somebody just showed me how to do it. And I was so intrigued by this new insight, this new thing about life that I never knew existed. And I just ran with it. And so um, I was reading for friends. And so once I got home after that seminar, I read for friends and family for about three years uh, just for the fun of it. You know, I didn't charge anybody. I would just give readings randomly once in a blue moon here and there. And um, again, people were telling me how accurate I was. So um, I got to a point in my life where I needed a lot of extra. I needed some extra cash fast. I needed to pay back some people for some uh, business investments that I did. And I didn't know what else. And I'm sitting on my couch. I go, what else can I do besides what I do? Because I believe it or not, I also own a um, window cleaning power washing business. And it's called Peeping Tom's Window Cleaning. <laughs> that's a whole nother show <laughs> that's a whole nother show so anyway so i've been doing that i've had that for 36 years so peeping but I do tom's my window cleaning hey, really yeah oh my yeah. god and on, I love my it. and on my card it says binoculars not included <laughs> <laughs> is this a big company like so like, um like lots of uh no, got, lots of employees a, no i got about a dozen <laughs> There's about a dozen. That's awesome. All right. So now so, you got to make all this money. How are you going to do it? So I'm sitting on the couch and I'm saying, what can I do? I said, you know what? I know how to do readings. So I threw an ad in the paper uh, when paper was popular back then. I threw an ad in the paper and it said, if I don't pull through, no charge. Because <laughs> I didn't want people to think I was ripping them off. So 90% of the people paid me and it just took off like a bat out of hell. So. So what, yeah. is, so what is that? You meet them or you ask them certain questions or how, how does that encounter happen? Because if you, if you run an ad oh. in the paper, what are they, are they calling you or are you meeting them on the street or what? Yeah. They just call me. They call me they come see me in person. And is this and something I you could do over the phone? Oh yeah. Really? It's easy. Yeah. It's, it's, it has nothing to do with the physicalness. It's all spirit to spirit. If you wanted to know about somebody in your life, even though they're not here, but you're just mentioning them to me, I could tell you like what they're, you know, what the outcome is of a situation or what they're maybe thinking about, whatever it is you want to know about. And, really? um, so is it just yeah. deceased people or who, who are you, who are you to hear? No, no, the living as really? well. Really? Yeah. And, yeah. and, and what's the accuracy, accuracy rate? Like how, like, are you on every time? I would say if I had to, I don't even know what it is, but I would probably say ballpark 85%. Outstanding. That is impressive. Is it, is it a, but it doesn't work for sports picks. No. <laughs> well, then that's the only thing because that's let me cross off question number now. two. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, when it comes to sport picks, I suck. You know why? Because when you're emotion, when I'm emotionally invested or emotionally connected to outcomes, that's when I screw up. Oh. If I'm not emotionally connected to the outcome, so if I'm reading and you're asking me a question about whatever, I can give you my honest answer, and that's what it is. You know, sometimes because I've given you an answer about the future, um, you might change your your direction according to what I just said to you. Yeah. So you you by your free will 
has the choice to be able to change your future. Now, I'm going to give you an example of what I mean by that. And this is a really interesting story. So I don't have privy to always see in the future for people's events because you're meant to go through it. All right. right. But then there are then there are times which I'm about to tell you. Then there are times where people come to see me and I see something really bad happening. So I warn you. So this is what happened. A girl comes into my place and um, she said to me when she came in and she says, Art, she goes, I just want you to know, I've been thinking about you every single day for two years, every single day, um, like religiously. And, and so I was flattered and I said, all right, well, why were you thinking about me every day for two years? She goes, you read for me two years ago. I don't remember who I read and what I, and what I say. I don't. The only reason why I remember these stories, a lot of bunch of stories, is because I'm in a I'm in a different conscious state of mind while I'm doing readings. And once I'm out of it, I don't remember shit. But then people will come back and say, hey, Artie, you said this and you said that and that happened and that. So that I remember because I'm in a conscious state of mind to remember. So this girl said, you read for me two years ago and we sat at your kitchen table. And as soon as we sat down, you held my hand. As soon as you held my hand, you started singing the song by ACDC. Highway to hell. I'm going to highway to hell. And so, I, and so I looked at her. She said, you said to me, if I don't stop doing what I'm doing, I'm going to get caught and I'm going to get thrown in jail. And, and I, you saw me getting caught really soon. And so you warned me not to stop doing what I should not be doing. She goes, well, I didn't listen to you. And a week later, I got caught doing something I should not be doing. And I got thrown in jail for two years. Oh, my gosh. And, every, and she said, every day I woke up and I said, why didn't I listen to Artie? Wow. Really? So, yeah. So, I mean, I've, <laughs> I've, so I've helped people medically. I've helped people get out of hairy situations. I've helped people with their relationships. I've helped people dodge bullets. But then again, some people don't listen and they still do what they want to do, even though it's not for their best interest. And then they end so up in jail for two me, years. Yeah. So, <laughs> so if you were to say to me, Hey, Art, you know, um, I'm going to Las Vegas. What, you know, what, what do you see for me? And if I was to say to you, you know what, go out and have a good time, but I wouldn't, I wouldn't bet your ass just bet moderately just to have a good time, but don't bet to kill because you're going to get killed. Just an example, I'm saying. All right. So if you go to Vegas, enjoy the sights, enjoy the shows, enjoy the food, enjoy the ambiance, gamble just a little bit just for the fun of it. And that's it. And you can see if that. You go to, yeah. So if you go to try to knock them dead, if I see you're going to get clobbered, then don't don't challenge it. Don't challenge it. Really? Have you have you ever so, seen the opposite where you're like, holy shit, you're going to be you need to gamble hard. Oh my God. Yeah. I've given over uh, 90 winning gambling and investment situations where people won the lottery or won money, not the pick six, not like the big type of numbers like that. So I'll tell you another cool story. What happened? So I'm at a party. I call them arty parties. People hire me to go to their house and I read for their friends and family. Oh, sure. So yeah, my attitude is if you're buying, I'm flying. So, <laughs> you know, so what happens is that I'm, I'm sitting on the couch, all right, and I'm reading for this lady privately. 
And before I started, she goes, Art, I got to tell you. She goes, you read for me right here two years ago. Again, two years ago. She goes, you read for me at this house two years ago. And you said to me, I need to either start playing lottery or going to Atlantic City because you saw me winning tens of thousands of dollars. And I told you back then, I never gamble. I don't gamble. She goes, and I still don't gamble. She goes, well, what happened was six months after our reading was my birthday. And my kids, my kids ended up buying me five, $2 um, lottery tickets. Sure. And I scratched off the first ticket and I won $50,000. I love it. So that was pretty wild. So is is that just coincidence or is that like, like, I don't Come know. on, if I see that, no, that's not a coincidence. Well, then, say that's then, it, but Dane, close the store. Well, then we need to discuss my lottery winnings. Are they going to happen or not? Or can I save my so, $2? Uh, $2, $2. I want my $2. <laughs> I want my $2. Remember that movie? That was the best. Plus tip. Yeah, that guy <laughs> that goes. Was better off dead. Yeah, I've been in this high school for seven and a half years, and I'm no dummy. <laughs> That was a classic. So, but, so I do want to get back to that lottery situation. That's pretty serious. But so how, <laughs> how do you. Uh, now, it uh, has to come through to me naturally. If people ask me for it, I can't do it. Oh. I can't do it. While I'm, while I'm in a reading, if it naturally comes to me, then I tell people. Um, uh, uh, an example was I did a reading for a guy about uh, a month ago or three weeks ago. And I just said to him, I said, play the numbers. Play the numbers um, uh, one one six nine or, or six one nine one, really? and uh, he played it. He played it straight in box, and within less than a week's time, he hit it. Box. He he <laughs> had it. He wanted. He he hit a box, but he bought three of them, so he ended up winning a couple hundred bucks. Oh, so uh, put me he in. Calls coach. me up to thank me. Calls me up to thank me. Says, "Hey, Yard, I want to give you a tip." That was the first guy who ever gave me money for ever giving him a uh, oh, financial really? tip. No one ever gave me a, a winning uh, financial tip until this last guy. So oh, I that, I was, that lady with the 50K should have squeezed you off a couple rounds. That would have been nice. I know. Zero. Zero. Big goose egg. She told me what she did with it with her kids, but I got zero. Man. I mean, it's not, it's, I just told her it was going to happen. I didn't create it to happen. Yeah. But I just told her it was going to happen. And then there was a fella, there was a fella one time um, when I was doing a reading for him, I told him to invest in a bank, not put your money in the bank, but in the stock market. I told him what specific bank he should invest in because I saw it going up. Really? And Yeah. Not from research, so from a, psychic, right? Like Just psychic. There's no research. No, no <laughs> research. It was just psychic. I love it. So I told him, so I told him. And um, so the following year, he calls me up and he, he says, hey, Art, do you still do readings? I go, yeah. He goes, my wife and I, uh, we'd like to get a reading from you. I said, all right, great. And um, I said, did you play, did you bet on the, the bank that I told you? Because it went up 100%. 100%. Not 10%, not 20%. It went up 100%. Did he do it? He goes, no. He goes, no, I didn't play it. He goes, I told my father, but I, I didn't believe him one ounce. I believe he did. So he said to me, he goes, you got any more stock tips? I go, yeah, I could, I could get you another stock tip. I said, it's going to cost you $1,000. He goes, 1000 bucks." I go, how did I do last time for you? So did he do it? No. Oh. 
Oh. He basically wanted a he wanted a freebie. But this is where people are arrogant and stupid. Yeah. You know, if I'm going to bring you to the gold, <sighs> you know, show me the way. Me put it this way. I get paid for just doing the reading. That's what I get paid for. I honestly don't look. I honestly don't look to get paid to help somebody move ahead. That's not the purpose of doing what I do. You know, because a lot of people say, well, Artie, if you're such a good psychic, then you should be a billionaire by now with all your insights and stuff. But it doesn't work like that. And the gambling world, or invest, it just doesn't work like that, you know? What if so, you would have laid so down on that bank? No, I'm not. I'm, I, I believe I'm not meant to win big money like that. I'm, I'm meant to be very comfortable in life uh, by doing what I do. And I'm working on certain projects right now that should very well put me there. But as far as just to win it, I don't know. God's not letting me do it that way. Oh. And um, But um, like I said, I do help a lot of people emotionally in their life. And that's the blessing. Uh, when I can help heal people's hearts oh, for emotionally. Sure. You know, or to give them comfort when their loved ones have passed away or to give them insights about well, should I stay or should I go in the relationship or in the job or with the house or what should I do with my kids or whatever. You know, so you're giving people insights. So, yes. Yeah, so not only am I psychic and a medium, but I'm also a life coach. So. So what happens when, you know, obviously everybody likes to hear about the lottery win and the, the stock tip. But what happens when you see Aunt Betty uh, not making it? You know, like uh, a vision of an accident or a, or a child, you know, like something weird. How how do you handle that? That's just got to be weird, right? Well, what it is, is I'll tell them to go. If I see something that's not right in their body, in their system, I'll say, you need to go see a heart doctor or you need to go to see a doctor for your intestines. Or you, I'll tell them um, what vitamins to take or I'll tell them what doctors they need to see because I see something not right going on in their system. Really? So have you got a, yeah. have you seen that work? Like, have you seen one where it's like, oh shit, heart condition. And then you, you, you found a way to, to help them other than let them know to oh, go yeah. to the doctor. <laughs> All right. Well, listen to this, another true story. So I go in to, to get my haircut. This happened. Oh God, maybe 20 years ago. I go in to have my haircut and, and the girl that was cutting my hair was name was Rachel. And as soon as I walked in, she gave me a big hug. Well, she always gives me a hug, but this time she really gave me a big hug. And she looked at me with such endearing eyes. And she goes, Artie, thank you so much. She goes, you saved my life. I go, and I started laughing. I go, well, what did I do to save the life? I don't remember, you know, I don't, I didn't even remember giving her a reading or saying anything. Cause you know, I just go there, get my hair cut. We talk, we joke around and I leave. I go, how did I save your life? I don't hang out with her. So she goes, Last time you were here, she goes, you know, uh, she goes back and forth from Pennsylvania to New Jersey to take care of her mother, check out and bring her mother to doctor's appointments or whatnot. And she goes, while I was cutting your hair last time, you saw black in my chest. You saw black and you told me that I need to go see a heart doctor. And she goes, no, it's not me. She goes, maybe it's my mother because she has like, um, um, what's that? Where, where the heart skips. Oh, uh, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. I know what you're talking about. It's uh, arrhythmia. Arrhythmia, yeah, something like that. And she goes, and she has, and she, you know, the way she's breathing with her heart, with her lungs. And she goes, maybe you're talking about her. I said, no, Ray. I said, I see black right, right here. And I totally forgot the fact that I said, I said, just get yourself checked up next time. You just threw that so out anyway, while you're getting a haircut. <laughs> yeah, and and so because when I was looking in the mirror while she's standing behind me, and I'm looking in the mirror, I'm looking at her, at, at her body, you know, at her overall, and I just saw black in her chest. 
So um, when she brought her mother to the doctor, uh, she said to the doctor, she goes, can you please check my chest? Could you please listen to my chest? So he listened to her chest and he goes, you need an X-ray. He goes, something's not sounding right in there. So he gave her uh, an X-ray and uh, or cat scan or an X-ray. He goes, Rachel, he goes, you need to take these pills right away. He goes, you have, uh, he says, you're a walking time bomb and you could go any second. He said, you have blocked arteries of the blood. And, and there's, a, there's like one of her arteries was like too swollen because there was blockages. Whoa. And so he goes, take these. He goes, relax for the next few days. Take these and, and come back and see me. And so she did. And the vitamin or the, or the, the antibiotic that he gave her or the pill, you know, uh, made everything back to normal. Wow. So he says, you could, he says, you're a walking time bomb. He says, you could have gone in a, any moment. Free haircuts for life. Holy shit. Go. Wow. Well, you should add Lifesaver to your, to your <laughs> website. Holy crap, man. I can only imagine what you're seeing on the Zoom right there. It's just like a, a big blob of black and, and just a mess. I, I should probably turn my camera off. <laughs> There's a lot of red flags. I, um, that is awesome. I, I, um, have you, have you, uh, had like, you know, it was funny. Somebody was asking me about their relationship just the other day. And I said, what do you think about my relationship? I said, are you kidding me? I said, I see so many red flags. I said, you got more <laughs> red flags in China. <laughs> run, run, run. Oh my. So, you don't so, want to be in this relationship. How many more times do you have to get beat up to, to realize that you don't belong? Here? Oh, I'm guessing you get paid up front, huh? <laughs> uh, yeah, I do. <laughs> no. I, I, I think uh, I, I'm, I'm, you know, I was looking on your website and uh, this is something for the listeners here. What is this quit smoking thing? Is this somebody you know? A hypnotist, hypno counselor, or is that is that a sponsor okay. of yours? Because you can't do anything like no. that, can you? Yeah, I could. I could help people quit smoking too. How do you do that? Yeah, it's a mindset. It's oh, a mindset. Really? So when I'm talking to somebody, yeah, when I'm talking to somebody, the thing is that there's a peg. See, people also need a purpose and a reason to quit smoking, or people to get them motivated or they need a reason or a motivation for um, losing weight or whatever it is. So I'll give you an example. So if you have an elderly person who's been smoking forever, but they want to see their kids or their grandkids graduate or to get married or to, it's like, that's a motivation. I want to stay alive to see this, to be around and the, and the cigarettes are killing them. So um, yeah, right now I do have an ability to help people stop smoking. So after I speak with them for a little bit and I put a, I, a, um, I you call it a peg, a thought into their head. And once they have a, a clear understanding of the damage of what's going on in their body, that it makes them want to stop it. Like will literally scare them. Really? Uh, I'll scare them from having a cigarette. Yeah. Okay. Because the, the pleasure is not worth the pain. So I wrote two advertisements, but it, but I wrote it for the American Cancer Society and I wrote it for the Red Cross and none of them would take it. And I presented it to them and I even have a copyright on it. And the two logos that I created, which I thought was phenomenal. So it blew me away. They wouldn't buy it from me. Um, a cigarette is the kind of friend that can take your breath away. Wow. 
And, and the other logo that I created, the other saying is, a cigarette is the kind of friend that can leave your broken heart. Very nice. They didn't, they didn't want nothing to do with it, or they just didn't want to pay for it. Yeah. Um, I'm guessing it's the latter. <laughs> no, well, whatever. But, um, you know, they can't use it because I own the rights to that saying. Oh, I gotcha. Interesting. So... Uh, being a uh, elite athlete like I am, uh, what about like curving eating and stuff? Is that is that something you can do? I mean, food's like a cigarette yeah. addiction for some people, not me. Yeah. I'm asking for a friend. <laughs> yeah, no, no, of course, of course, but they, but they, they have to want to. They have to want to. So you create the desire within their thoughts. Really? So they, yeah. Oh my gosh, I got to schedule like a month with you. I need, I need a lot of work. I don't smoke. I don't smoke. So we got that in the clear, but pretty much everything else needs so, a little work. <laughs> so there was a girl who I was once reading for. Uh, she was probably about, she was probably about five, two and she weighed about, uh, no, she weighed about, no, she was about five, four. She was five, four and she must've weighed about two twenty five. Ouch. And yeah. And I said to her, I said, I see you, you are going to lose about a hundred pounds and it's going to happen in about a year, a year, year and a half. You're going to lose about a hundred pounds. She goes, really? I said, yeah, because I see you. I visualize your face, what you look like. And I, and I started visualizing her in a slim body. And I said to her, I said, your confidence level is going to go up. I said, it's going to ruin your relationship because your husband's going to become very insecure because you're going to look that good. Yeah. And, um, and he won't be, and, and he won't be able to take it because he's going to think you're losing weight for, you know, some other Joe Mo person. Wow. And so anyway, about a year and a half later, the same fella had a party again and she was there and I didn't, like I said, I don't remember who I said. And she goes, she goes, look at me, Artie, you were right. I go, what are we talking about? I don't remember the girl. I remember what I said. And she says, you told me last year, about a year and a half ago, when we had a party here, you saw me losing about 100 pounds and you thought I was going to lose my relationship. She goes, well, I lost 80 pounds and, um, and uh, my husband um, was getting too jealous. And now we're going through a separation. Oh, so did so, you do something to her to make her lose the weight or did you just see her? Like, uh, say so like she found it, like she used a, a, you know, whatever to do it. Or did you do something to her to make her lose the weight? I didn't physically do anything to her. I just told her my visions and, and how it was going to improve her life. But this was something that was so deep rooted within her soul that she wanted so bad, but she just, she, I just gave her the push Really, of my visions. I gave her the push and that was the motivation she needed. Wow. You, 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 can't, so, you can't do a peg like a, uh, like a well, thought. Yeah, yeah. No, it was like a peg. I was talking to her about, it. see a lot of times the thing with life, it's not always the problem. That's the problem. I don't care what it is. It's not always the problem. That's the problem. It's how you choose to handle the problem is what the problem is. Because if you're looking at all your issues in life or problems in life, and you're looking at everything from a negative point of view, you're not going to get anything accomplished. You're not going to get, you're not going to emotionally feel good because you feel like crap and you feel like the whole world's against you. You feel like everyone looks at you like a loser. You feel like everything's bad. Everything's negative. You're already projecting that you're going to get in a fight when you're with this other person. 
So you, you're, it, it's, it's your perception and it's how you choose to deal with it. So if you don't make someone or something a big deal, once you stop giving it energy, just like a bad tooth or a tooth, if you don't give a tooth energy, it's going to go away. Wow. That's you're going to lose your teeth if you don't give it positive energy. Wow. And that is so in the, the whole thing, the correlation with the, uh, the healer, the, uh, motivational speaker, obviously, and then the medium. So it all kind of ties together. I mean, you could work with all, every angle. That's crazy. I, so what's the, what's the craziest thing you've ever seen? Like, Whoa, to where you really start questioning what, uh, you're, what you're up to. I mean, it's gotta be some, I mean, you're doing what? 31 years. You said 31 years. Oh my gosh. This, you're going to think this is really, really silly. I mean, maybe you will, maybe you won't. It wasn't life altering. Also, I mean, I've, I've changed a lot of people's lives, but this was personally one of the coolest things that ever happened that happened right in front of my eyes that I predicted before it happened. I was like, whoa. So when my daughter was 16 years old, she's now 28. When she was 16 years old, my wife and I, we took her to the game, to a football game, a high school football game. And so we're, my wife and I were standing at the bleachers and my daughter takes off to be with her friends. And I'm looking at both teams and I looked at my wife. I said, this is going to be a blowout. I said, the game, I said, it's going to be like 42 to 13. So you understand the scoring of football? Yeah. Yeah. That's not easy to do. Okay. All right. So anyway, so at the end of the half, the score was 28 to 7. All right, 28 to seven. So then the next quarter starts, the third quarter starts. It's now 35 to seven. And then the other team scored a touchdown, 35 to 13. The, the kid went to kick the point and he shanked it. He missed it. It stayed <laughs> 35 to 17. In the fourth quarter, five minutes into it, the other team scores another touchdown, 42 to 13. Wow. And for the rest of the game, it stayed that way. And the end of the score was 42 to 13. And I saw it happen right in front of my eye. And I went, whoa, I was so excited. And so my wife goes to me, which she really pissed me off. She goes to me, she goes, what's the big deal? She goes, you predict things all the time. I said, are you kidding me? I said, do you know how difficult it is <laughs> to have an exact score of 42, 42 to 13? It's not like I, I predicted 13 to 10 or 10 to 7. I said 42 to 13. I said those are outrageous numbers, and it came out exactly. That is go, crazy. So, so needless to say, I divorced her. Actually. Yeah, I was gonna say, I see, I think I see the problem. I uh yeah, no, but I didn't, but I didn't end up staying with that one either. <laughs> that uh that would make a, a blowout game quite interesting if you're tracking that well uh with the score that you predicted ahead of time. Just to just to yeah, make it and real. It. I, and I said it out loud, it's gonna be 42 to 13, you know. <laughs> just so do you go buy a lottery ticket then? Like, wow, you know, lucky or you're not luck. This is skill. I do, I do have some good luck. I do. There are times where I do feel something. Like today I played the lottery. Yeah. For some reason. But I played the lottery today because of a friend's birthday. Oh, do you think I should play the lottery today? I played her birthday and then I played a number that was important to me. And then I just played another random, you know, for the hell of it. And I played it for the next week. 
Really? So I just bought it. I just bought it a couple hours ago. So we'll see if I won or if I'm losing. So I said to the guy when I went to take my tickets, I said, "This comes with a money back guarantee, right?" <laughs> yeah. Uh, you know, it'd be it'd be funny to get uh, uh, go around and 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 ask these, uh, you know, uh, gas station attendants or convenience store wherever they are. I bet they hear all kinds of shtick all the time with people buying lottery tickets between the, you know, I bought all the losers. Now I need to, you know, this kind of thing. That's like you oh, yeah. <laughs> money back guarantee. I, uh, I'll be curious to see if you win. Do you normally play? I play every once in a while. Not a lot. I, I mean, I, I, sometimes I get in a role where I'll, I will purchase one after another, but then there are times where it'll be like months until I buy a ticket. Today was the first time in months that I bought a ticket a couple months, two, three months. And it's just for the fun of it. You know, I just do it just, you know, but you know, it's exciting when you hit, you know, sure. um, there, there are times where I get a strong premonition about numbers and I played it. Um, what was really interesting is that I, I went to play a set of numbers. All right. And like the mega million, there's the Powerball and the mega million. Yeah. And, and the mega million was up to like, I don't know, literally about $800 million. So I played a bunch of set of numbers for that. But I said, you know what? Just for the hell of it, let me play a set of numbers for Powerball also. I'm going to play the exact same numbers I played for mega million. Yeah. I'm going to play for the Powerball. And the Powerball was like maybe, I don't know. 25 million, 30 million, whatever it was. Whereas the other one was 800 million. So I played what I played for the mega for, for, for the mega million. I played for the Powerball. And what you know, what the other numbers hit and I hit five out of six, not six out of six, really? but I hit five out of six. I ended up winning like uh $2,500 or $2,800. Really? And it was right at my mother, right around my mother's birthday. My mother passed. It was right around my mother's birthday. So I know that was her gift to me. Wow. And, uh, so that was really cool. I, I, you know, I'm so superstitious. I don't, you know, I, I, I went through a phase where I played certain numbers, but then I'm like, I can't do this. Cause if I play certain numbers every week, then the one week I don't, if those numbers hit, I'm going to be really pissed off. Where if you just play random numbers, you know, you know, you don't know, never know, you know, you know what you're going to get. So, I mean, well, I, if there's well, any psychology, story, to it, I know somebody where that happened exactly to one fella that I know. Really? He played the same numbers every single week, every single week, every single week, the same set of numbers for the pick six, every, every week, every week, every week, every week. The one freaking <laughs> time on his way to work, he forgot to play the numbers. All six of his numbers came up that one time. Oh. He would have had, it was, it was, but it was just fresh. The Powerball was just fresh back then, or the pick six. It was like a little over $2 million or something like that. That one time, oh, one time man. he forgot Heart. to play. Hard right off and the bridge. Numbers came out. Damn, no way. I, I don't know, but I'm I'm so superstitious on everything. Yeah, no shit. I no, that wouldn't work. I I'm very superstitious. I do a lot of real estate stuff and a lot of, uh, you know, buying, selling, renting, that kind of thing. And and I don't talk right. about it. I don't. I don't like until I have a solid ink deal. I don't even mention it to even my wife. I don't tell her anything because I it just freaks me out that. It seems to me that whenever I talk about it, like, hey, I, you, I think I got a deal here that falls apart all the time, all the time. I got one I'm doing as we speak. And I happen to mention to my wife that, you know, I mean, I'm like four days away from the closing. So I mentioned it to her and now they call today and it's starting to fall apart. I'm like, oh, it's, it's, it's crazy. So I don't, I don't know how you can do what you do and not like, 
that would drive me nuts. I mean, you gotta, <laughs> you gotta have a, a, a way of containing it so that it doesn't make you cuckoo bird. Right. I mean, it's, does your daughter yeah, have any of it? Yeah. When you're going after certain dreams and goals, like you said, you're doing it the right way. You don't tell anybody after as, as Kenny Rogers would say, not until the deal is done. Yeah. That's, that's where you I'm don't at. walk away or you don't say whatever until the deal is done. That's, that's exactly right. And I, uh, I don't have any reason why, well, I shouldn't say that I do. Cause a lot of deals fall apart after I talk about them, but yeah, that's a whole nother, that's a whole nother episode. What, um, do, uh, does your daughter have the power? Um, she does, but she doesn't utilize it. She doesn't like, she's not, she's not me. I don't say that, uh, you know, in any degrading way. Right. Um, she just, she, I know that if she was around me a lot more, she would 100% develop it more and more. She did. De she definitely has it, but because her mother is very just in the physical world, black and white, like she doesn't believe in this. It's just like, so she was raised by her mother. Most, I mean, I was always a part of her life, but her mother had full custody. Uh, again, another show. Uh, <laughs> but anyway, but her mother kind of like diffused her ability because of the energy. Oh, you know? yeah, I got you. So, so does, so does someone have to actually engage with you to know that for you to do the reading or, or is it somewhere you're just walking down the street in Manhattan and you're like, Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Oh, like, like all these people now, are I'm off. I'm off all the time. I'm off all the time. That's what, what does that mean? Mechanism. Off. When I say I'm off, in other words, I'm not, my intuitive antennas uh -huh. are not open to every Tom, Dick and Harry, but they are on the moment I want to turn it on. Really? So I'm always up. Yeah. So when I'm in the malls or in the uh, streets or in the restaurants, I don't know anything about anybody. And I don't want to know because I don't want to pick up on everyone else's energy. Yeah. Because a lot of my friends are open 24-7. And my friends that are open 24-7, they're dealing with depression all the time because they're picking up on everyone else's energy. So you could, could you do that? You just choose not to? Yeah. Wow. Exactly. Wow, you probably they probably come across a lot of weird shit. Like, hey, yeah. we should report this <laughs> kind of stuff. Yeah, right. <laughs> no, and then, you know, and it and it gets, you know, and sometimes people just come to me one after another and it gets it gets very, you know, hard hard on you. And I have to block myself from lower energy. I just can't deal with it. How do you how do you do yeah, that? Yeah. How do you stay positive all the time in a, in a, in a, in a, such a strange atmosphere? You know what I mean? Like I live in Artie's world. Oh. You got to live in your own world. Really? You got to live in, create your own world, live in your own world. Even though everything is going on around me in Artie's world, it's really good. And, uh, and meaning I listen to my music every day that I love to listen to. I watch my comedy shows. I watch comedy movies. I go to the beach. I chill out by the beach, whether I walk along the beach or stay in my car, watch the water, listen to music. I'll drive by the park. Uh, watch everybody else walking around. It's like bird watching, but I'm people watching. And I play the music or I'll talk to certain friends or text certain friends. And so I just stay in my own world what I have control of. You know, people are calling me up randomly throughout the day, calling me up for reading. So I'm doing business even when I'm out and about. And I just book appointments here and there. And it's like passing an interview. Every single time someone says to me, Art, I'd like to book a reading with you. That's like somebody saying, you know, I want to hire you. I want to hire you. Wow. And it's a nonstop great feeling and a blessing that somebody recommends you all the time 
um, whether they heard me on TV or the radio or or through recommendations or you read for me five years ago and all your shit came true and <laughs> I want another reading or or you know my family read you know I don't believe in this but my you read for my family and they totally believe in you and I want to get a reading now. So it's like, you know, when you're getting all these beautiful compliments, but I don't know anything. I really don't know anything about anybody. It's when I open up my channels to God and open up my channels to the spiritual world, to the angels or to loved ones who passed away. When I open up my uh, mind and my spirituality to them, they feed me the information because without them, I'm like nothing. I'm nothing. So I've learned to develop a language, a relationship with the spiritual world. And they feed me the information and it goes through. And I tell people it was a lot like when I was in school. If my friends weren't giving me the answers, I wasn't passing the test because I sucked at school. (laughs) So it was pretty much the same thing. And I wrote this book called Angels and Answers. Okay. I wrote this book called Angels and Answers. And um, I wrote this book with such depth that you are going to think that I literally wrote this book just for you. Really? Or I wrote this book about life and just for you. You are going to relate personally so much to this book, a lot of aha moments. And I broke it all down where even an eight-year-old could understand, a 10-year-old could understand what I'm what I'm explaining because it's very important. It's called Angels and Answers. You can get go to my website, artiehoffman.com, or you can order it, Angels and Answers, um, uh, on Amazon. And it will be sent to you. And um, yeah, and and so I would say the biggest flattery that I get is when people tell me that they read my book and I loved it so much, I bought like five of them to get out to my friends because it made that (laughs) much of an impact. That's crazy. So do you get a lot of return, uh, a lot of return clients? They just keep coming back? Oh my God. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Really? Yeah. Oh man. I got to tell you, I was- it's, uh, It's very gratifying. Terry White, I literally, I thank God every day. I thank God every day. You know, on my license plate, it says, I just know. <laughs> that's, that's what it says. That's perfect. I, uh, I, we got to wrap this thing up, sir. I, uh, I definitely think we're going to be visiting with you, uh, in the future. I could see that. That's, that's, uh, that's oh, my you're, psychic you're a good reading. Psychic. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. I All got right. a little bit there. Why don't you give everybody a lowdown on, uh, your social media, your website, everything. So that if they want to reach out to you, they, uh, certainly can. Obviously we're going to do everything we can to push, uh, push some more business your way, but, uh, I'll, I'll, I'll let you rattle it off. Go ahead. So if anybody wants a private reading from me over the phone or Skype or FaceTime or even have an arty party where I travel to your place, uh, you can call me at 732-778-7173. And I'll say it one more time. 732-778-7173. So call me, text me. You go to, you can email me, artiehoffman at gmail. You could go to my website, artiehoffman.com. I have lots of YouTubes on there, many YouTubes that talk. I talk all about different um, topics, relationships, love, God, spirituality, a lot. And you're, you're going to be real. I think you're going to be really, really impressed, too, when you see it. I have a really cool website. Um, also, um, like I said, I sell, uh, you know, my book, uh, Angels and Answers. And I promise you that this book is going to make a huge difference in your life. And every Sunday night at 6 p.m. Eastern time, I do a Facebook live show for free for one hour. 
and I read for people over the air for one hour. Wow. And I get about a thousand questions. So my assistant, Mary, will just randomly pick a question. She'll shoot it to me. And then I'll look at the camera and I just connect to people's loved ones or I answer people's questions. Oh, man, that's cool. How cool is that? So, so are you just, uh, are you already hopping on Facebook? Angels and, that's called Angels and Answers also. So if you go to Angels and Answers or ArtieHoffman.com, and every single morning I start off uh, everyone's day with an inspirational message to start the day, whether it be my Instagram, whether it be my Facebook, um, my website, you'll see an, uh, an inspirational message for the day. And um, these are messages that angels just when I'm in meditation and I just send out these beautiful messages and my assistant creates these beautiful images behind the words that I create. And uh, it's really awesome. I'm very proud of it. So, oh, and I man. Thank you it sounds so amazing on your show. Yeah. My, I got to tell you, I was uh, I was a, a little skeptical uh, because I don't know anything about this. But, man, I, I could have you on for another Another three hours. This is uh, this is totally <laughs> interesting, and 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 I like the way you break it down. You make it seem so normal, <laughs> which to those of us who don't have the, you know, it it seems really kind of out there. But uh, how cool! I uh, I can't thank you for all the time, man. And we will definitely be in touch uh, and having you on yeah, again because right. I uh, this is yeah, very man. interesting. So everybody, check yeah. him out, Artie Hoffman. You can right. find him everywhere. Uh, online, get a, get a copy of that book. I'm going to get a copy of that book because it looks like something that, I, you know, if, you, if you've it, got it broke down. See, you're, it's really going to hit home with you. Oh, ArtieHoffman.com or email me. Email me, ArtieHoffman at Gmail, and I will respond. I love it, man. Hey, Artie, thanks a lot for all the time, and uh, we will be in touch Thank on you. down the road. You the man. You thanks, the man. man. Thanks, man. You take care. All right, you too. Thank you so yep. much. Bye now. That's it. That's the end. That's a wrap. Read the shtick! That's a wrap for today's episode. Don't forget to subscribe and tell all your friends. If you'd like to reach out, you can use the studio line at 612-504-6500 or by email, the DK Project Podcast at gmail.com. And of course, there's always social media at the DK Project Podcast. Thanks for tuning in.